the older I get, the more profoundly impacted I get by the understanding that I cannot control certain aspects of my thinking. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the School and Struggle podcast. It is our belief that the only guarantee in life is that we're all going to struggle. And the conversations in this podcast are based around embracing that struggle and striving to be the best versions of ourselves. So as we get into this episode's conversation, I'd like to welcome my friend and co-host, Todd Ellis. What's up, Peter? How you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm, I'm fantastic. Thanks for asking. We were chuckling because right before we came on to record, there was this really loud banging coming from up above in my house. I currently sit in my basement and there's some ruckus going on on the first floor and my daughter should be in bed right now. And I thought she was running around the house like a mad woman. And I went up to check and my wife is baking right now and she's chopping almonds on the counter and the whole house was shaking. She's got some pretty firm forearms chop, chopping those almonds like that. She's a strong woman That's in every good. regard. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks for having me tonight. I want to yeah. jump right into tonight's topic. Jump. But before we do that, um, there's a, several questions that we've been getting that are what I'm calling common questions at this point. Um, oh, by the way, welcome to episode 10. We are officially in the double digits. Yeah. This is crazy. Nice yeah. Virtual high five. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. So uh, the most common questions that we've been getting since the uh, launch of this podcast, uh, we just want to address real quick. People have been reaching out via text or email or just asking me in person. A couple of things that I've noticed are kind of some themes. So Let's get right to it. Todd, you have the first question. I do. And it's a um, bonus two-parter. So when do you record your sessions and how long is the gap between recording and publication? Mm, yeah, we get that question all the time. So it's a three-week gap. So we record every Monday night and Todd has coined the term, what's the nickname for, for the recording? Magical Microphone Mondays. Magical Microphone Mondays happen every Monday evening. Uh, just after my daughter goes to bed here on the East Coast and just at the very end of Todd's working day out on the West Coast. And we record every Monday and there's a three-week gap because we have two podcasts that we're editing simultaneously. So I like to say as we release one, we got two in the hopper. Good, good. Ready for question number two, Todd? Yeah. <laughs> I did not prepare for this. I love it when this. you drop them on me. Go ahead. Here it is. Why does Pete talk 70% of the time and Todd only 30 <laughs> I get that question all the time. Yo, why do you talk so much? Why don't you let him talk? So that's something I, I got to work on to be better. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny because I feel like I talk a lot. So oh, perspectives, I guess. I think I'm just difficult to deal with and you manage it incredibly well. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Go ahead. Question number three. Number three. How can people submit topics or ideas for the shows? So as of right now, the majority of our listeners seem to be people that know us. So those of you who reach out via email those that uh, text us, see us in person, chat with us, feel free to just throw any ideas out. If you have ideas for guests or any topics that you want us to talk about, feel free to do that. Todd has also set up, can you briefly talk about what you set up in the, the feedback loop for the podcast? Yeah, we have a form as well. I'll drop a link in the show notes where you can uh, link to the form that um, we use to solicit those uh, feedback and any ideas you might have. Awesome. So check out the show notes if you have any really cool ideas. And last question, will you or when will you be having guests? 
And the answer is yes. We plan to have guests. Todd has an awesome idea called BYOS, Bring Your Own Struggle, where we can bring people on and they can share with us about the different struggles and the way that they're embracing their struggles. And our original goal was to do at least a dozen episodes of just the two of us so we could get to know each other well, get the chemistry flowing before we brought in another variable. So um, I live by the adage, do simple things very well or virtuos- virtuosity is strive to do the common uncommonly well. So I'm trying to lock this down before we bring in another person, but that is absolutely on the table in the very near future. Fantastic. All right. So we had a text exchange recently and I realized that I wrote to you something about performing um, a front squat set at a five by five. And it kind of sparked an idea in my brain that was inspired by another podcast I listened to. And I would love to set up what we call a five by five episode. And this we're going to do every now and again. And it's when we ask five questions and the two of us have five minutes to discuss and share our thoughts on those particular questions. So it's not exactly rapid fire, but it is on average two and a half minutes each for each question. Um, And if we're a little over, a little under, not the end of the world, but we're going to look to maintain it about five minutes on each question. Todd does not know what any of these questions are. So in true Pete fashion, I have no idea. (laughs) In true Pete fashion. But before we started, I said, do you want to know the questions? And he said, absolutely not. That's true. So awesome. All right. First question. What is the best investment of something that you purchase for less than a hundred dollars that has helped you become a better version of yourself or has helped you embrace your struggles? Hands down, learning to meditate. The book that I sent you, that's been the best investment I've ever I've ever spent. I think it's called uh, Mindfulness in a Frantic World. It's the name you can find it on Amazon. That'll that search string will get you to it. It's an eight week mindfulness course that I never thought I never thought would change my life at all, and it's changed my life in every aspect that I can even imagine at this point. That's awesome. Um, I started the book, and I'm oh, going to be getting into the work very soon here. Um, but I have not fully committed to the actual exercises and practices just yet. Yeah, I'm excited awesome. for you to do that. I, w- I thought long and hard on this, and I came up with a number of things, but to keep it real to the answer here in under five minutes, I would say an eye mask, and you can get an eye mask on Amazon or whatever for like $6. And when I went full in on prioritizing sleep, I learned all the different tricks and tips that I could do to get better sleep. And I tried my best to mitigate anything that would detract from a really good night of sleep that would help me rest recover. I was dealing with lots of nagging injuries for three years, and I just wanted to use every possible resource I could to try to overcome that. So I was doing all sorts, all sorts of different types of recovery um, techniques. And what I learned is that all recovery techniques are worthless if you're not getting a good night of sleep. Like you can get 98% recovered from a really good night of sleep and all those other little things you can do, massages and rolling and stretching, that's only going to get you another 2%. So I went kind of all in on the sleep thing and um, an eye mask is amazing for me for two reasons. One, it obviously keeps the room completely black so there's no lights and it also, I just love the, the slight pressure against my eyelids as I'm sleeping. And I'm unfortunately now I, I need my eye mask to get a good night's sleep with that pressure against my eyelids. So that's not a good thing that I'm addicted to it, that I need it. But that was an amazing investment to help me get better sleep as my eye mask. Can I ask a follow-up question? So you still got two minutes and 45 seconds. <laughs> Shoot. 
I rattled it off pretty quick. I've been doing a lot of work. I don't know if I told you this before. I'm pretty sure I have, but I got I got a new uh, watch when I started running a lot, and it tracks my sleep and it tracks my breath and it tracks all these different things. And when we were at Whistler, as a matter of fact, I got uh, it's it's out of a hundred, and I got four. It's my all time low for sleep for the like the sleep number sleep grade that it gives you. And I've been doing a lot of work with trying to figure out like what dials to turn to make my sleep better in a way that would. Um, bring that number up. Sometimes I can get up in the eighties. Sometimes I can, you know, I usually, I think I, I think I hover around 50, 60, 60, the number anyways. And so I'm wondering uh, as you, as you toyed with that thing, or as you found the different tools, mask included, what has been the one thing that had the most measurable impact on you? It could be the mask. I'm just curious. I also invested in a sleep tracker, which was more than a hundred dollars. So it's kind of out of the conversation for this particular question, but, um, the whoop strap measures my heart rate 24 seven. And it basically just converts my strain from the day before my effort, um, based on my heart rate and combines with the amount of sleep I got and gives me kind of a recovery score at the end of each day. And I just basically, the one measurable thing that I did was I made sure that no matter what, that I was in bed for eight hours. And I've learned that I get about an hour less sleep for the time that I'm in bed. So if I'm in bed for eight hours, I sleep for seven. If I'm in bed for nine, I sleep eight. And that was a very measurable outcome to me. So like, if I'm going to get up at this time, I need to go to bed at this time to be in eight o'clock or to be in to get my eight hours. And then the other measurable piece that I did was um, I stopped getting up at 4.30 to work out if I didn't have a good night's sleep. So my rule is if I don't sleep for more than six hours, I cannot work out the next morning. I have to sleep through my workout. That's my rule for myself. And you base that time on your on your whoop or on the, on the feedback you get from that device? Yes. So if I wake up in the middle of the night six times and I have trouble falling asleep but I know that I did not get six hours, I will turn the alarm off at 4.30 and try to sleep through my normal workout time cool. to prioritize sleeping over working out because working out mm-hmm. – and overtraining, something that I've been doing for the last 10 years, has yielded nothing but nagging injuries. Great. Good point. Thank you for sharing that. Next question, please. All right. What is something that is a struggle for society today that probably won't be a struggle in 25 to 50 years from now? I'll try to give you a longer answer than the (laughs) the first 45 seconds I gave you. No, you're good. I believe, for better or for worse, that the pace of technology as we know it and understand it, especially in the realm of science and health, will allow us to more greatly tailor our approach to all things physical so and even even mental perhaps. So um, like the whoop uh, and, and things like that, I think that because of technology, we now have ways to measure these metrics, which we never really had clarity into before. And even to build on top of that, um, I've just, uh, I just partook in the, um, CrossFit virtual health conference and, um, there's a new, there's new health. I don't know what you call it. I guess new health practices emerging, um, where they tear apart your genome and they figure out where mutations are. And then they say, Hey, you have personalized health that says maybe you don't metabolize things in the way that your doctor thought you did. Cause he was, only learned this thing, you know, 40 years ago in med school and didn't have these tools in order to help you be the best version of yourself. And so I think as scary as that is, like, I don't know if I want people poking around in my genome, but I think it's, I think that that will have a profound impact on, um, the way we navigate the health system, at least in its result, uh, as, as we go forward. 
So that would be my answer. I recently listened to a podcast and I can't put my finger on the guy who was talking about it, but he was basically this scientist that was, and when you listen to him speak, you were sure that he is a hundred percent convinced that in the next 25 to 50 years that we're going to live to the age of a hundred, if not 120 with vitality. So we're not going to be like a bunch of 90 year olds, like barely hanging on for an extra 40 years, but we're going to be in our early hundreds. It's a weird thing to even say, feeling like we're 60 years old because of some of the science breakthroughs that they think will, will help keep people, you know, vital and, um, and really able and functional for many more years than we're able to now. Yeah. I think it's a thing. Yeah. So mine is, um, I feel old saying this, but like when I was growing up, <laughs> we, we didn't wear seatbelts, right? So now you'd say to someone, Hey, when I was, if I said to like a 15 year old, Hey, when I was a four year old, I wasn't in a car seat or a seatbelt or anything. I was just standing up in the back of the car as my mom drove me like, what are you crazy? Or like we skied or biked without helmets, like all these things that were just totally normal. They wouldn't even think about back then. Just like, why would you ever do that? You know? And I think, um, in a way smoking is kind of like that. Like my, my grandfather grew up thinking that smoking was a healthy thing and he died at age 52 for, um, a lot of smoking related issues that he had. So, you know, so anyway, this is all leads up to my point where as a high school teacher, I see the destruction that social media is having on kids, uh, particularly like Snapchat and these different addictive applications. And I think that 25 to 50 years from now, it's going to be like, yo, you let every kid that had a cell phone, like on these applications that were proven through, you know, whatever's going to happen in the future, that these things were incredibly detrimental to the mental health of human beings. Like, I can't believe that people were doing this at this time at such a high rate and, and everyone was doing it. So, um, yeah, that's mine. It's interesting. I yeah. I, I think at some point we're going to look at some of these social media apps in the same light that we look at smoking right now. Like have you ever seen history. ready player one? I have not. You should check out that book sometime. And then we can have another okay. conversation about this. <laughs> Put it on my list. Yeah. Good, good. Okay. All right. Number three. Five, five by five. Question number three. Here we go. Let's do it. What is a struggle that is outside of your control right now that you face on a regular basis? You're aware that this is outside of your control and it still challenges you or still kind of gets under your skin or gets the best of you at, at times during your day, during your week, or during your life. <laughs> that's a loaded one i'm gonna let you know right off the bat <laughs> i've got uh, two and a half minutes it's in, yeah i know i'm timing i don't have the thing on. uh it's interesting for me because and i've touched on this a few times but the older i get the more profoundly impacted i get by the understanding that i cannot control certain aspects of my thinking and it drives me nuts so i have attention deficit disorder and more than likely probably dyslexia and as I talk to a lot of people in this area and I do a lot of work in that section with myself as the focus, but in it with the intent to help other people, I realize that I just don't have the same tools that a lot of people take for granted. And it was never something that was brought up or addressed or touched upon like in school or like, here's some different ways you could think about that, or here's some different ways to do that. And so like when it comes to organization, I'm terrible. Like I'm just terrible at it. And I've been fighting it for so long that I feel like I'm losing the battle with it. Like I'm just about to say, okay, I'm terrible at that. Like I'm just not going to be good at it. 
So that's one part of it. But on the flip side of that, it's, it's also been a great tool for learning for me because I can also understand the different way that I do things that other people don't. And so I've learned ways around those things in ways that other people haven't. And so sometimes those look shiny to other people, but at the end of the day, like if I think of my, you know, my 6am to my 8pm, I think more often than not, I'm thinking, man, it would be so nice to just be able to do this efficiently and do this the way that the other people, you know, have come to expect of themselves. I wouldn't say I want to be like everybody else, but it just seems like I, I could be a bit further or a bit more efficient with my day if that was, if that was a thing. And that, that happens to me continuously. So how about you? That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of, I, I got so overwhelmed trying to remember people's birthdays that I just decided the only birthdays that I'm now going to account for are my wife, my daughter, and my, my immediate family members. And I feel horrible when I get like birthday wishes or a card in the mail from someone and I don't acknowledge their birthday on the flip side of it. Uh, and, and I genuinely feel bad, but I realized that that's a better way for me to go about my day or my life is to not put so much pressure on myself for remembering people's birthdays. Um, that's not the answer to the question. That's just a response to what oh. you just shared. It, what you say kind of jogged my thought on that. I, I think so. I am insanely extroverted. Like I'll, I'll kind of like walk into school tired and not feeling great. And as soon as I see a person, everything just flips for me and I'm just so fired up and I run around my classroom, like classroom fitness area, um, with my students. And I'm just so excited to be around people when I'm driving anywhere. I, if I can't have an excuse to stop at someone's house and just text them and be like, Hey, I'm in your driveway. Like, come on out, let's hang out for five minutes before I carry on to the grocery store. Like I'm just always, how can I interact? How can I interact? It just really fuels me. And the COVID thing has been hard for me. Like I, when it first started, I was like, ah, I'm, I'm mentally bulletproof. This isn't going to get to me. This whole thing is outside of my control. I'm good to go, this and that. And now we're going on years. And uh, I have friends that I haven't gotten together with. I have family members that I don't see on a regular basis. Um, I feel bad doing anything spontaneous, like putting that on someone. I don't want them to feel pressure that they have to like deal with my presence if they want space. And um, so being an extrovert in a world that is encouraging uh, physical separation for me has been tricky. Um, but I'm managing it in the, in the ways that I can, uh, best and, um, I'm managing it, but yeah. it's hard. What's your number one managed tool for that? Workout, love going to school and love being at home with my wife and my daughter. Cool. That's it. Just really double down on those things and know that like, I'm not going to look back on my life and say, Oh man, I wish I spent less time with my wife and my daughter in 2021, you know, yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Next question, please. All right. I'm really interested to hear what you're going to say with this one. What is something about you that society might think is weird, but you think society is weird for not adopting this thing? Where do you come up with these questions anyways? Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is what I, this is what I think about when oh, I'm driving or when I'm like, Oh, what are some great topics we could talk about for this podcast? I think yeah. part of the reason why I really want to create this podcast is it's a creative outlet for me. Yeah, no, I, I is, totally can see stuff it. That I, <laughs> this yeah. is the stuff that I think about. Yeah. I think it's better <laughs> that they just drop right on me because I'm just like, wow. <laughs> uh, I think that you've touched on this before and 
I think you know enough about me to know that this is this is kind of how I operate. But um, you said something once: uh, if you if you want to get something done, ask somebody who does who has a lot of things going on. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting as I have conversations with people when I meet people, they're like, "Oh, what are you into?" And I'm, you know, it's like I don't notice it, but I'm going down this list of all of these things that I do, and they're like, "Wait, you do this and this and this and this and this?" And I'm like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Well." how do you get so much done? And I was like, well, I don't know. It's just, I'd like to keep myself busy, but I think that that's extraordinary for some people like to, to do that much stuff. Like recently I found myself from time to time, like, and I don't know how I got into it, but I get, I'll get sucked into like this TV show on Netflix and my kids will be in here and we're just binge watching this thing. And I'm like, look how much time I just wasted on that. Like there's nothing, like I have done nothing. Like this is ridiculous. And so I don't know if that's because I'm getting old and slowing down or if that's just because, of, of the whole COVID thing. I don't know, but, um, I would say that, I would say that the answer to your question is I, I do a lot of things to keep myself busy a lot. And I think that most people, um, don't, don't go to that pace and they think that that's just, just crazy. So I absolutely thought that about you when I met you, like when you told me, yeah, I do this, 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 this. <laughs> You're just like, what is this guy? Yeah, I could, I had, yeah. Huh. Um, what's the, what's the latest Netflix that, or show that you that you binged on uh there is this one it's called i don't know if it's netflix i think it's netflix or apple uh it's called servant it's a really crazy dark like i haven't figured it out yet it's like nested in um some sort of uh spirituality religion but i don't know yeah i thought you were gonna say yellowstone that's what a lot of my students are talking about right now no but we had talked about that but i didn't want to get i didn't want to get the peacock subscription so i cheaped out on that um so for me I'm going to try to sound as normal as a person as I can saying this. And this actually, this isn't as outlandish as you might think my answer would be. I think, I think there's probably 50, 50 things that I could respond to with this. Um, but as far as the second part of the question, something that is weird about you, but that you think society should adopt. Like the question is like, Oh, I sorry. I totally you think society's crazy for not doing yep. this type of thing. Um, for me, it's the nutrition piece. Like people think my friends, think that I'm ridiculously insanely over the top with some of the food things that I instill in my life. And then what I'm trying to instill in my daughter, like the amount of processed food that just flows through her classroom on a regular basis is uh, scary to me. And um, I've done, I wouldn't say a super deep dive, but I've done enough research to know that it seems to me that all chronic diseases ultimately lead to overabundance of sugar and that a lot of mental illnesses are tracked back to in some way, shape or form have something to do with an unbalanced diet. And the fact that we are such a sugar addicted culture and most of us don't even know the depth of the, the destruction that sugar is doing to us. And that it's just a, yep, you know, we have, we eat this food every day and, and you're weird because you don't want your daughter to eat certain foods or you're going to socially outcast her. Or when she moves out of your house, she's just going to binge anyways. So you need to treat her, you need to teach her how to, you know, um, eat all this stuff in moderation and all this stuff. And I'm not saying that denying my daughter of any sugar is, is the right answer, but this, those sugar addictions are real and they're incredibly powerful and they're lifelong. And that I, I think that we as a culture in general do not understand the depth of destruction that sugar is doing to the health of, uh, our, our society. Yeah. I agree. So with that. I, I feel like a complete outcast and that I pack my food and we 
pack everything from scratch or we make everything from scratch in our house and it's a ton of time and it's a ton of dishes, but it's investment in our health. And I understand that um, it's not convenient, but we've, you can't find time for stuff. You have to make time for stuff. And we've, as a, as a family tried to make time for uh, investing in high quality um, food. It's not, it's, it doesn't even need to be more expensive. I believe you can eat very, very, very nutritiously um, at, a, at a low budget. You just have to kind of understand some of that. And I think the fact that this stuff is not taught formally is a shame. And I think that we don't understand the problem that sugar is is creating in, in every one of us. And we start kids at such a young age with that addiction. Um, it's a lifelong issue. We should have so, an entire episode on that. Yeah, so I'd love endpoint. to bring someone on that really, yeah. like, really knows nutrition. Yeah. And I know some people that would be great to bring on to talk about that. But um, I feel that people I know think that I'm freaking crazy yeah. because I can't stand having Halloween candy in the house. Interesting. Yeah. And I love candy corns. I'm just saying. My wife absolutely loves candy corn. Too. <laughs> so for Christmas this year, my daughter got my wife a huge stuffed animal of a candy corn. Yeah. His name is Corny. Corny. Good one. <laughs> Way to go. All right. So that was the fourth question. Here is the last one. Partly you already answered it. So I'm going to ask you to also come up with a different answer other than what you shared earlier in uh, our conversation. I'll do my best. What is one book, podcast, or movie that has helped you embrace the struggle in your life? And you can share more than one if you have more than one. Or it doesn't even have to be a book, podcast, or movie. Yeah. What's one resource that has helped you embrace the struggle in your life? I mean, we already talked about mindfulness, so I'll skip over that. Um, the Obstacle is the Way, Ryan Holiday. That's a pretty good pretty good book that kind of rattled my cage. Um, sometimes You Win, Sometimes You Learn is another book that I, I got a lot out of early on. Um, I like I have a whole treasure trove. We should make a book list, actually, and put that somewhere. Um, yeah. But yeah, I... Uh, yeah, I mean those are those are the two that come to mind. I, I listen to so many random podcasts that it's hard to keep track of what what they all are. But um, but yeah, anything that's to do with uh, neuroscience, I listen to a lot of that. And try to figure out how how my brain works in this cocktail of <laughs> cocktail of hormones and neurotransmitters goes. But um, do you happen to remember the name of the the overall podcast that you shared with me the other day? Uh, uh, that one's Wild Health. Digital. Wild health. Yeah. yeah that's those I was, people I was talking about with the genetic markers and the health stuff I was talking about, the CrossFit thing. Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty good podcast cool. so far. Yeah. But yeah. I'll second, I'll definitely second Ryan Holiday's book, uh, The Obstacle is the Way. That led me into another book that he wrote called The Daily Stoic. And this is just um, one entry a day, short, takes about 90 seconds to read. Uh, it's called Stoic Wisdom for Everyday Life. The name of the book is The Daily Stoic. And I read those entries each day and it just really helps my mind focus on what I feel is the most important and the most essential things that I should be focusing on. Uh, I just finished a book called Essentialism uh, by McEwen. Uh, I thought that was awesome. There's another book called Breath by a guy named James Nestor, which talks about um, how important breathing is to the human body. And it's, it's just it's like every now and again, you read a book that just absolutely blows your mind. Um, that was one of them for me. I also just love the classics, like seven habits of highly effective people. Like that's a great place to start. If you're looking for a journey to be a better version of yourself and how to win friends and influence people is another fantastic book. 
As far as podcasts go, uh, I'm a real fitness nerd, so I listen to a lot of really super fitness-based podcasts, but one that I started out listening to for the fitness, and then it's it's morphed into a lot more than that, is Chasing Excellence uh, by Ben Bergeron. And I've also just been turned on to one. I haven't listened to many episodes about it, so I'm not recommending it, but I'm checking it out, called uh, The Huberman Lab. And then there's another one by a guy named Marcus Philly called um, Look Good, Move Well. That's another great fitness podcast. Um, yeah. And as far as movies go, one movie that I have not seen that everyone's telling me I need to see, and I just, I just don't have a, a Netflix account anymore. We got rid of it. Um, is called the social dilemma and everyone's like, yo, with everything that you talk about, you haven't seen the social dilemma. You're crazy. And then all the food ones on Netflix are good. Um, food Inc and anything that will enlighten you on the processed food industry. So I guess that was more than one, wasn't it? That was more than one. <laughs> the schooling struggle podcast i would rec- i'd recommend that too highly recommend that one absolutely i came across a couple more it was funny because as you were ringing them off i was looking up my, my my book my audible list and almost as you said them they were coming through that was pretty funny uh i saw your 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 yeah there's a good one silently there's a good one by michael singer it's called the untethered soul that one that one rocked my oh boat. yes I, that's yeah. on my list too the other one that's on my list that, that i actually just bought and it's on its way here is atomic habits yeah i got that one too yeah that's a good one um oh and a brand new wu-tang book just came out why would there be a wu-tang book oh sorry never mind okay oh also oh, anything by malcolm wu-tang. gladwell have you yes. read Malcolm Gladwell? He's pretty good. Yeah, too. talking to strangers. I've only is a good read two one. or three of his books. I don't know how many he has, but the yeah, ones there's a few. But you probably read the same That's ones good. I did. But they're very insightful for thinking in different ways. But yeah, that's good, it. good. Okay, all right. So that is your five by five. There it is. Thank awesome. you for the boom, questions. Boom. Did we did we hit the time quarter for every every question? I mean, we're at five oh eight. I feel like between the nut yeah, chopping yeah. and the alarm ringing, we did pretty good. <laughs> You know, she she also had to chop chocolate too. <laughs> well, so, whatever you got to do, well. yeah. Okay. Hey, so hope we hope you all enjoyed the five by five uh, new format for us. I had a I had a blast doing it, so I'm guessing we'll probably do it again in the future. If you have content that you'd like to share or topic ideas, uh, reach out to us in any format you feel comfortable, and let us know what your thoughts are. With that said. We so very much appreciate your ears. We appreciate your time. And we're grateful for your attention. We are out. See ya.